Hey, good day, Pepe. How are you? Oh, awesome. How are you doing, Justin? Good to see I you again, am, man. I am well. It's the fall. I've got my new Harley Davidson fleece on, sweater, whatever you want to call this thing. It's warm. I'm ready to rock and roll this Friday. Yeah, dude. Uh, that's a... Uh... That that's impressive. I mean, you fly, you fly airplanes. Uh, you drive fairly decently. <laughs> You've never been in a car with me. You don't know. <laughs> I know. That's why I laughed. Um, yeah. Uh, and then uh, now you with your with your with your motorcycle. What is next? A boat? Can't. I mean, I like. I mean, being on the boats, but there's the whole like you gotta dock it and. I'm sure people who are into boats are like, well, you get a plane, you got to do the same thing, which is true, which is true. But I live 10 minutes from an airport to fly. Uh, I have to like go over to Portsmouth, New Hampshire or something like that to get out to the Atlantic or go down to Boston. And and I will say a buddy of mine got into sailing and uh, two summers ago he took me out and he is a pilot. Like, he's like a real pilot in the sense mm -hmm. of like that's his day job as a pilot. It's not just mm -hmm. a hobby. Um and it was fun. Yeah, it was great. It took me back to camp, you know, like when you're learning about sailing on a starfish on the small little boats or sunfish, yeah. maybe. I forget the name, but it's a small little boat where you learn to to sail. And mm -hmm. I'll go like, it's just kind of slow. Like, it's great if it's it's like just chilling on a hammock. If that's yeah. kind of like your vibe and you want to be on a sailboat and just sort of like chill, then I'd say yeah. do that. But motorcycles and flying planes are neither of those things. I like those things. All um, right. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. So what's what's the, what's the hobby for you though? I think that's the question. Hobby. Kids out of the house, you know, you got to get a hobby. You got to get a you got to get a thing. Golf maybe? Not golf? Uh yeah, I you know, I I go out golfing every once in a while, but uh and I'm I am athletic enough to to enjoy it, to make it fun, right? So I don't get too hang up on like uh the score or anything like that, but ah, uh, hobby. Um well, I, I have to say that for me, it has been wine, really. That's the one thing that it, I geek, geek out about it. So, um, that's right, because uh, you have your own blog. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds weird because it's, it's, not a, it's a hobby in the sense that I, I geek out about it. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, that's probably it. Uh, what else? Um, my hobby used to be my children, but they are out of the house, so. But, but they're still your kids. They're still going to call you up and be, you know, dad. I got, I got a thing. You know, what do you oh, think yeah, about? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But oh. what I meant, for, for yeah, for sure, for sure. But what I meant is that when, in their developing years, it's um, it's a lot of attention taking them to yeah. like the play, playgrounds, for example. When they were um, much younger, I remember that we made it uh, a project, I guess, to like visit as many playgrounds as as possible. <laughs> so. We would go, for example, we would go to the supermarket or uh, the Home Depot and took a detour and then we discovered a playground and we would stop by. So, yeah. that, honestly, that was a hobby. Um, I don't know how many we, we visited, but uh, it was um, more than 100. Uh, we, we started sort of like writing them and things like that. But, uh, yeah, so I guess, I guess we'll go back to wine. And, and, and speaking of uh, wine, um, I couldn't help to uh, uh, to notice that 
I was uh, precisely at a, the cheese at a cheesecake factory uh, with a potential client last week when you shared this video, viral video about about a date. I guess um, I couldn't finish it. I started getting a little bit kind of like um, I don't know uh, opinionated about it. But so for those who are listening, uh, Justin shared. Um, was that a TikTok video? It was a it was a YouTube video where it was a TikTok. So I guess it was a YouTube video of a TikTok. So the original was a TikTok, but I'm not on TikTok, so I I look at YouTube, and so it was a seven minute YouTube video. Um, yeah, that I shared with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, to be to be uh, uh, very precise, I think that I went through the first three, maybe, uh, because culturally, after the first three, it looked like a soap opera to me, and I I was kind of like, mm, uh, uh, I don't know if today we'll do that. But I got the plot. And the point uh, that I want to make with this is that the, the video is about... Uh, it's about a date. This guy takes out a uh, girl on a date, and there's some silliness. Obviously, uh, everybody wants to have their 15 minutes of fame and TikTok. The woman refuses to get out of the car because uh, the cheesecake is not worth of her time, I guess. So, and it occurred to me, I really don't want to discuss in detail the, the, the video itself, but it occurred to me in the context of relationships, uh, how is that kind of, that, that compares a little bit with, with work, right? So a lot of companies, they want this like big commitment from employees, yeah. but there is no re reciprocity. So um, I, I understand the economics. I understand uh you know that humans we we really are an asset we cost money and we produce we we deliver value but i'm still puzzled like why companies going like hiring bonanza and then later is a firing spree and i just i i understand the economics i'm just trying to uh, I guess, uh, engage in a conversation as to like why there has to be some better planning. And which brings me back to, to the video, the, the, the level of commitment. So uh, 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 in the video, the woman is kind of expecting royal treatment. And but there is no reciprocity. So I just wanted to sort of like see if you see some parallels uh, before I go on a rant. I got to say, it's like you were getting spun up. I was waiting. I'm, I think I'm waiting for the, just go on the rant, man. Like, you, and I no. can. <laughs> no, it, it was, it was rough. So the, the, the lady in the video, actually, and there's a, like a sequel in the sort of mismatch of expectations. That's what is bringing me to, you know, our, 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 talk show or our conversations are always about agile and, and relationships and that to me it was kind of I've seen the same pattern in in, in companies and in, in teams right so someone wants to wants you to like buy into an agile transformation but they are not 
they are involved, they're not committed. So that's, that's not a good way to get into a transformation. So I was trying to draw some parallels between this video where the, the, the expectation is a mid-match, right? So an executive, they want to, they want their product, their team's engineering to innovate. And they toss like, you know, a couple of agile trainings and they expect the magic to happen. So as I was watching the video, it's like, it's the same pattern to me, right? So let's, let's go. Let's go on a date and then have this expectation that it's going to go great. And then suddenly there is this moment where the expectations are actually put in check. Yeah. Any reaction? Uh, yes. So you, uh, so you clearly value your time more than I do because uh, I watched all seven minutes. And, um, and I think that's the, the difference. Well, partly it's like, you know, it's, uh, it's watching before I go to bed, so to speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, the part that I thought was interesting is that the guy waited down in, not the lobby, but I guess waited outside for this woman for an mm -hmm. hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, so I'm not, okay, so you did see that part of the video. Yeah, I, I, I yes, I, I heard that in the, uh, in the sequel, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, I, actually, so, no, I, I did hear that. I heard the woman recognizing that she was rude by making him wait one hour, which makes it even worse. And and the part that gets me is, and I only mentioned this because if uh, if any of the guys that I was in a wedding with uh, recently hear this, it, you know, it'll put a smile on their face, which says a little bit about me in general. I, I don't know if it's good or bad, but just when we talk about, to your, to your point about working agreements, and uh, I'd say it's working agreements. It's not standards. It's what makes sense here and so i was waiting in the lobby uh and as i mentioned i was in a wedding uh a couple months back and this was just the groomsmen getting together to to go out you know before the wedding so it's nothing big and so the wife of one of the groomsmen and the groomsmen i met earlier in the day and i said like oh like you know do you want to just meet down here at you know, four o'clock, whatever it is, and we'll head over to where we were having the rehearsal dinner or rehearsal practice, whatever. And because uh, I didn't have a car, anyway, it gets to be four o two, and then I I just call them up and I go, hey, you know, have you got? I, you know, are we still meeting in the lobby? Like it wasn't, it, and it was just a it was just a question. And then uh, his wife had picked up the phone and just sort of said like, oh, like he's getting ready, he'll be down in a minute. Like it, it wasn't. A big deal. It actually became sort of a funny thing later on because they're like, "Whoa, you, you got to make sure you, you tell Justin exactly what time because you know <laughs> he's going to call you two minutes later if you're not there." And so, like you know, all the good teasing that one should have when you're when you're hanging around, uh, you know, friends and and folks. But it was that working agreement, and honestly, he was just getting ready. Like there was no whatever. And I, in my mind, I cannot contemplate waiting an hour for someone. If I'm going to call him at two minutes and go, hey, just checking in. Yeah, an, yeah. An hour to me is mind blown. Like, I don't know what is like that. Th that is accepting just ridiculousness. Yep. <laughs> I, no, it makes no sense to me. That, that's beyond working agreements in my mind. Working agreements is like, hey, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. An hour is like, hey, let's just reschedule this for some other time. You're clearly not prepared 
to be here and her saying that work was busy in the video we we all get those days where work sort of gets a hold of us at a certain part of the day and so so i totally get that understand and for some it's more than others doesn't mention what her work is if you're a developer and you've been debugging something you finally get it let's say you're like oh i just i just i just want to get it committed and then out and then deployed like i I totally get or you know whatever her work may have been but i'll say there is the part where it's the politeness of just hey i've gotten sidetracked can we either meet an hour later or like let's be honest 90 minutes later so then she can be on time for the reset expectation or let's reschedule for another night I don't want to disrespect your time, blah, 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 whatever it might be. That to me is where it should have just, it, we should have even heard about the other stuff. Right, right. Uh, it, there is an alternative as well in the, in the context yeah. of, and then I'll, I'll come back to the working agreements. The alternative, right, uh, making a lot of sort of assumptions, so let's say the happy path. It's like, hey, look, I got stuck with something at work. Come in, make yourself comfortable. Yeah, but but she did the whole like I don't know you. It's like yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so so then you need to readjust and say, hey, I've kept this guy waiting. I should at the very least say, okay, like, hey, why don't you come in? Yep, at least yeah. he can. So I'm totally with you. There there were five different ways, ten different ways that would have been more constructive to to doing that. But let's be honest, and this is the part where I'll say, not that you know you and I are big sports fans. But I'll say it's it's the difference between Tom Brady, and I know other people are going to like hate the fact that I'm bringing up Tom Brady, but just the idea that this is a guy who's got multiple rings, and whether or not you love, love him or not, it's not about that. He, at the very least, understood, if I want to have good people around me, and, and this probably manifested itself better when he was with Tampa Bay than with the Patriots, because they didn't spend a whole lot of money with the Patriots. But they spent some money, which is he's willing to say the team needs to have good players. I got to have good people to throw the ball to. I cannot throw the ball to myself. And so from that perspective, he understands that he needs to adjust his salary at certain points to bring in other people. And I'm thinking this woman doesn't understand, I'll say, the basic concept of a quality relationship, which is sometimes you got to suck one up for the team, man. Like, and And it's not and over the course of a long term relationship. I won't even call it sucking it up for the team. I'll call it the balance that needs to happen in any good relationship because that is the that's the balance. Like that is why the word balance exists because I know the team is more valuable than me. But at this specific moment, I need to make an adjustment for the team. And yeah. in the future someone will, else will, but we can't we can't we can't be counting chips, you know, like thinking like, "Oh, I did I did it this sure. time." So then the other person has to do it next time, right? Like, that doesn't work either, right? So it's got to be a understanding yeah. w- what is the balance for whatever needs to happen. And given sort of, you know, Tom Brady's got a shelf life to play, right? Like other things need to happen where it's like, hey, let's figure out how to make that shelf life longer. And then after that, you know, there's probably some other adjustments. Let's talk about what those are. And that's how work. And that's another opportunity to talk about working agreements is that working agreements aren't stagnant, right? And so in that concept of being balanced, working agreements need to adjust too. Like, hey, how often will we look at the working agreements, right? Do we, are we in retrospective and we look at working agreements, say maybe every, every 90 days might be a little too much, but we'll call it, you know, twice a year, like in a sort of a serious, 
let's take an hour of our retrospective, you know, because some people have hour long retros, some have 90 minutes, but like whatever it is, let's have a portion of our retro and, and think about working agreements in a way that's constructive to make sure that we're aligned for the new people who are on the team or people who may no longer be on the team uh, for, for whatever reason. Uh, and one other thing on, on my rant now, uh, when you were talking about layoffs, this is the part that chaps me is that I was reading this book recently that I got from um, this instructor, Leah, at the Silicon Valley Graphics. Uh, sorry, Silicon Valley Bank Product Group. Okay. okay. Um, <clears throat> so she works with uh, Marty Kagan and some of the great, great guys and gals over there. Uh, and I took a class recently that she was leading, and she had mentioned the book Trillion Dollar Coach, and it was written by Eric Schmidt, Jonathan Rosenberg, and Alan Eagle, and Bill Campbell. He uh, he helped, you know, Trillion Dollar Coach. So he helped out Steve Jobs and lots of other people in Silicon Valley. A book totally worth the worth the read. And so one of the, I'll say it's um, mid midway through the book. And Bill Campbell talks about how layoffs are management's fault. Now, I think we all sort of knew that, like in sort of a sort of high level perspective. But the way the book talks about it, and I'll try not to butcher it, but the idea is when you say it's management's fault, Bill Campbell is very focused on the operational component of running your business. And this is the part, having been a football coach and anyone who's in sports, I think, gets this, which is that's why you practice like it's game time. You don't practice like it's practice you practice like it's game time because then when it is game time, you're not trying to get up for the game. You're not trying to get into, get ready for and understand the perfection you need to bring. And perfection is not the team. We're going to make mistakes. Excellent. Let's have every effort be the best effort we can make. You're going to make mistakes. And let's be honest, someone's going to be faster, better, stronger, or have another move or whatever. And you're going to get beat, but are you going to get up, try it again, and do your and chase excellence to defend or, you know, be on the offensive side, sort of depending on wherever it is in the game. And when you think about managers and leaders, this idea that they're not necessarily one hiring people, they're, they're just hiring for the sake of, I'll call it ego. You know, it seems like they're, Hey, we want to grow as opposed to like, Hey, is it really makes sense for us to be hiring folks? If, because we don't want to do the backside piece of having to let people go. Um, and then I, I will say this recent sort of rash of layoffs in fang companies, to me, it seems like no one wants to admit it, but it's like they hired lots of people at, you know, quarter million dollar, 300,000, 400, like just astronomical numbers during the pandemic. And they're just trying to figure out how to adjust that burn rate. And so I kind of look at that and go like, why'd you, why'd you make that higher to begin with? And. And I'll say maybe it's I'm on the on the other side of it because when I started my career at IBM, I remember I was kind of I remember talking to the recruiter, and <clears throat> I go, in my sort of huff, I was sort of like, you know, I have an MBA and blah blah blah. Like, let's be honest, no one cares, <laughs> and especially anyone at IBM, they don't care. And so she does the well, Justin, I I hear what you're saying, I I appreciate that, and she and she did it the way that I will say is the a classy gentleman like she did it in a way that to this day i respect which was she said i understand where you're coming from if, if i were in your position I, I can understand here's how we here's how we go through the process she, so she walked me through what it was and she said 
you're going to have a fair number of opportunities here. And the question is whether or not you'll make use of those opportunities to advance your career. Your career is more or less your responsibility, uh, which was something else IBM had taught me. And when you think about it, it's the early conversation of you got to get over yourself. It's about the team. You want to be in a great boat crew. We have great boat crews. Now, IBM back in, what, 2001 uh, was not where they are today. Um, they're coming off, you know, the e-commerce high, blah, 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 all good things. So totally worth joining. And absolutely a great place to set yourself up to, I'll say, learn what it means to be part of a team, understand what it means to focus on balance and figure out working agreements. So, mm -hmm. so that's my rant. And every single time I go to the Cheesecake Factory now, I'm probably going to have a laugh. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. So um, uh, at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned a wedding. I, I went to a yeah. wedding. Um, and yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tie all this kind of, uh, I'm going to connect the dots, uh, the wedding and the cheesecake and the expectations and the working agreements, um, or at least I'll try. So... The wedding, this wedding, it's uh, kind of important in the sense that um, when I was doing the um, RSVP, the, the very well done, by the way, uh, Mark and uh, Monique, congratulations, officially. Uh, when they invited us, there was a field in the form, uh, uh, optional to share some advice, right? So, and, and the, you know, the... the traditional RSVP, you know, any allergies, what music you like, what drink you like, and all those you things. You have to put down what music you like. All right. What, what, it was like, what what song would bring you to the dance floor? That, that was the question. Ah, and, okay. That's fair. Right? So, and I think it was kind of, uh, again, well done. You know, what dish would you like? You know, fish, meat. And, uh, and, and at, at the end, there was a... Uh, a field to share so some advice. Anyways, I I was struggling. I don't know why. You know, one of those days that you know I I'm not shy. I come up with things all the time. But at that moment, in the middle of the day, I, I hit the wall and I was kind of my my, my wife saw me you know type on online uh, quotes and stuff and she said, uh, I mean, come on, don't do that. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> If you're having some trouble, like, you know, let's let's come up with, like, something authentic. I said, like, this is your opportunity to say something from the heart. And I said, well, you do it. Um, and, and then she come up with, like, something really interesting. She said, um, uh, paraphrasing something to the effect, like, you know, um, uh, what I've learned through the years, or this is not something that I heard. She's talking in the first person. Uh, but I learned within my own marriage of 20 plus years, right? That remember the foundation of love and common ground that had brought you together. Through yes. the years of change and challenges, revisit that bedrock and trust each other. That's something like that. She says something like that. And again, um, the, our own beginnings wasn't, wasn't easy, right? So, so the early years when you think about less and have le less distractions, uh, no children, no mortgage, no that. Things are a little bit easier. And over time, those are like layers of complications that I really wish that I, I had come up with some working agreements. And then we don't call it that way. But through the years, you 
kind of put them in place. Mm-hmm. And then to your point earlier, you have to revisit them because sometimes you get to an agreement and then th- that's the problem. Like, oh, you said that you were going to do this. or we agreed that we were going to do this. And it's probably time to revisit those yeah. agreements, right? Um, so, and again, so tying all this to the video, I thought that the, 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 the guy handled it really well. And I don't know if they will, and the, coming back to the video, the cheesecake, I don't know if they go, they will go on a second date, but that's kind of like the perfect opportunity to say, let's have some, so, some agreements, right? So, um, and I know, I know that I learned this the, the hard way in guiding agile teams. Uh, one of the sort of most uh, practical and effective ways to get them to a, a good place. You were talking earlier about, you know, Tom Tom Brady, and the word that he came to mind was accountability. Yeah, right? definitely. Right. So, and then you talked earlier about take one from the team. You know, suck it up. And to me, again, it's that accountability. It's not about counting chips, like you said, yeah. but it's about sometimes you have to pull in your own weight. And not sometimes, sometimes you always got to pull your own weight. And sometimes you got to pull a little bit more than what you think. Right, right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I meant, I meant, so, yes, sometimes someone else will pick up the slack that you are creating, right? So yeah. you always pull up your own weight, but sometimes we all have those days and someone else will pick up the slack. But anyways, um, uh, again, so my my closing remarks are really that uh, for 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 those who are listening in, in care or at least are kind of uh, connecting the dots, um, working agreements are are very good not only with your agile teams but also on your personal relationships. Really, uh, yeah. friends, family. Uh, it's good to. Have those conversations. Uh, uh, you don't have to label them working agreements, but you know, uh, yeah. so some of them are unwritten. But sometimes you have to pause and have those conversations that will lead to you know to communicate better. We have to do X, Y, and Z, or to pay bills uh, better. You know, we have to we have to agree to certain savings or less spending or whatever the case might be. So anyway, yeah. those those were, those are my closing remarks. One of the um, one of the groomsmen had this to say, and if he's hearing this, then uh, I hope it puts a smile on his face. Because uh, I should say, if when I ever get married, um, totally going to steal this idea. And so he said that he sits down with his wife uh, every I think it was every Sunday, and they just have a conversation. You know, like I'm not sure if it's like after church or like whatever, or maybe it's in the morning. Like I, I don't know. Like it could be whatever day. But the idea I think was more just. You're sitting down once every week <clears throat> and having a, you know, some kind of conversation where it's like, hey, you know, just checking in. Like, how are, how are you thinking? What are you feeling about how how things are going? So you're doing the, I'll call it the administrative piece that I'll say allows us the space, the time to to focus on the reason why you guys got together in the first place, right? So it's some folks might call it, Hey, you're creating the psychological safety. You're, you know, put whatever label you want on it. <clears throat> but I'll say when you have, at least in the 
in the house that I grew up in, when you got all your chores done on Saturday morning and you go out Saturday afternoon, you know, because in my house growing up, you, you sort of had to clean your room, do a bunch of stuff on Saturday morning. And then if you wanted to go do something, then we'd leave the house around noon or one o'clock, go run those errands. And so it'd be like, hey, if I want to get the new Transformer or if I want to get an intent, like the thing to look forward to if it was going to happen was most likely going to be sometime on Saturday in the afternoon, more or less, sometimes, for the most part. But you had to do all your chores first. You had to do all the other administrative stuff. And so I just look at sort of the idea of marriage. If you're taking care of that stuff, then the reason why you're together is great because then your Saturday evening, like all of the other fun time, the most of the day is the reason why you're together it, you get to do all the happy happy vacationing and fun things together but you got to take care of the you know you got to take care of the blocking and tackling right you got to take care of the fundamentals to use yet another sports analogy first and if you're doing that then it's i won't say it's not going to be easy because it's not going to be easy but, but it will be relatively easier then letting it pile up over time. And then you're like, I don't understand how you can do this. I don't understand how you do that. As opposed to just, hey, let's just sit down at the table, have a conversation. And you can just pause, listen. Yeah. And at least in my non-married state. And you need to validate this, which is like, if you're working through something tough, at least you're working through, and sort of bringing this back to Agile, you're working through a small piece of something that's tough. You're not trying to work through years of not addressing something. You're working through something that's accumulated for like a week. Maybe but, it's two if like you were, you you guys weren't able to sit down the previous Sunday, but like the toughest thing you're working through is something that's accumulated over the course of a week, maybe two weeks, not yep, yep. six months or five yep. years. And that to me, it resonated so much because I was thinking, oh man, okay, don't call it agile because then she's gonna be all like, you're like, however women will respond, like you're trying to like do work and like in our marriage or something like that. That's like, you know. As opposed to the idea of just, hey, let's do it organically. In my mind, it just seems like women sort of you can't you can't use work terms in your relationship because then it's like, well, I don't want to go do it. So you got to like come. You have to you have to rebrand it, right? <laughs> personalize that, it. Yeah, yeah. you got to personalize it, and then and then she can get bought in. So if, for any of the women who are listening out there, I don't mean this in a negative way. I just mean trying to offer it in a way where it can be received. In a helpful way, not a, hey, I'm going to, we're going to like be work version now. <laughs> it's going to be this. So, so that's not what I mean. Um, so I don't know. What, what's your, what's your sense to that? You know, talk about it every two weeks, a week, make it smaller. So you're not trying to address big issues that have accumulated over. It's excellent. It's an excellent question. Uh, honestly, it, it kind of depends on, um, the personalities involved, mm. like say, for example, uh, I'm, I'm going to say that formally uh, at, at home, we, for a long time, we used to uh, go grab coffee every Friday morning, right? Mm. Every, every week. And it was a, it was a way to sort of like yeah. reflect on the week. So, so that, that was the entire family, right? So um, with my wife, I tried to... Not, not that it was incredibly successful, but I try I, I tried to sort of sync up at night, right? Especially when we had children, we tried to sort of do something similar to Scrum. Like, uh, you know, is there any dentist appointment tomorrow morning? Is there any, yeah. uh, you know, uh, 
or issues with the car, uh, practice. We, we we try to do that and to be to be very precise. And um, uh, that was about you know like the ten years ago. And that's when I was heavily involved or, or learning, drinking from the fire hose at, at Dell on the ways they, they utilize Scrum uh, framework in particular, because it was a cybersecurity uh, branch of Dell SecureWorks. Um, a, a, lot of, a lot of the developers were distributed. Mm -hmm. So going from Harvard to a completely distributed team, to me, that was like, a, like a, this is before COVID, almost everybody worked from home. Sure. Mimicking the bad actors. Like hackers don't have nine to five, they don't have a murder mortar and brick a building and all that. So to me that was a complete mind mind uh mind shift. And I saw at really effective scrum meetings because they have to. They were distributed, so they have to be very precise and and it, it wasn't uh uh you know, like rote learning, like, what did you do yesterday? What are you, you know, what are you doing today? And impediments. It was a little bit more organic. Hey, I'm working on this ticket. I got stuck and fantastic. So I came to home trying to do something similar, right? Hey, look, let's, let's, let's have that. And obviously, obviously, uh, it wasn't religion. We, we did it with, uh, with a cadence that sometimes it wasn't conducive. I, I wanted to do it during dinner. But there is always some something, and so uh, something that derails from the intention. Sure. And so, to answer your questions, it really depends. Uh, it it depends on the personalities. It depends. But what is what I agree with you is that there has to be, or I suggest that there is a mechanism to do sync ups whether it's a daily weekly every two weeks just to sit down and pause reflect and open the channels of communication to to check in and this is through years of experience i made a lot of mistakes you take my word for it um but to answer your question is the the, the cadence depends on the personalities but there has to be a cadence so i've done the daily uh the weekly uh, through date night, um, and probably the most important at tax time. Oops. <laughs> what, what we need to, uh, what, what we need to revisit. So anyways, that's, that's my answer a little bit longer, but. Okay. Well, um, we're, so we're a little over 30 minutes, so I guess we'll wrap up this episode and. Absolutely. Will... And, uh, hope to see you next week in the, uh, Mind the product. The I think it's next Wednesday. Uh, I'm not. We don't have an event scheduled. So this is, my, this is not a Boston event, right? It's not. The Boston one hasn't rebooted yet. Okay, let me see what I have because I have something here. The Sim Boston Technology Leadership Summit. Oh, Sim. Yes, I thought you were talking about Mind the product. Uh, since oh, I'm sim, doing the mind the okay. tank, yeah, sim at the, yeah, the whole day deal on um, out in Foxborough. Yeah, I will 100% be there. I'll see you there. All right, be well. All right, thanks, for th thanks for the conversation, Justin. See you next week. All right, and bye. folks, uh, whomever is listening, do let us know uh, what you think about this experiment. Yeah.
Feedback is great. Inspect and adapt, baby. All right. Have a fantastic right. weekend. You too. Bye-bye.